Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. He is the current General Manager of Corporate Partnerships at the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, a former New South Wales City representative player. He played 91 first grade games for the club. He has also played for the City Roosters, the Illawarra Steelers and St Helens, where he won a Super League Grand Final. And today, Barry Ward joined Scott and I for an early morning interview, uh, which will be coming up in a second. Scott, what, did you, what was your big takeaway from uh, this interview? Oh, the big takeaway uh, is how professional he was in both playing and uh, his post-career. It was so awesome to hear stories on both sides of the football stories. So from playing to actually working in the office and the difference, that's the biggest takeaway I took from it. Yep, very professional on the field. Enjoys his time off the field, which he alludes to a couple of times throughout the interview. But Scott, I don't think we'll talk too much. I think we'll just get straight into the interview with Barry Wallet. One of the most popular questions we ask, we've asked Owen Perry is, who did you go for as a child, Barry? Parramatta Eels, mate. My dad was a Parra supporter. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so I was a Parramatta Eel, mate, up to 1991 when we... Uh, Actually played against him in the grand final in 91 Cup, so that's when I thought about the game. So all the great Bulldogs players were para fans. <laughs> yeah, true, mate, true. Well, I had a hot side back then in the 80s, mate. There we go. Um, what positions did you play growing up? Uh, centre fullback, which is quite surprising, isn't it? So, uh, mate, I got graded as actually a centre, uh, but obviously... Uh, uh, grew a little bit too quick and a bit too fast, mate, and uh, they said you're straight in the forward. <laughs> Fair enough. What uh, junior club did you play for? Uh, played for, uh, I started out the Green Acre Grasshoppers, um, but then had a long uh, career at East Hills Bulldogs. So, uh, yeah, East Hills Bulldogs, mate. So they, they claim that they're the original Bulldogs. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, they were a local club, mate. So I was, uh, I've always been a local junior, so... Yeah, mate, so East Hills was uh, where I played the longest part of my junior career. So Bulldog for life there, one yeah. way or another. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, and you can see I'm still sitting in the office, mate. So. <laughs> I'm admiring all the photos behind yes, you there. at the back, yes, mate. So this Great. is my little den in here. <laughs> uh, was playing rugby league always your dream? Yeah, it was, mate. From from, from the first day that my dad took me down to uh, play for Greenacre, um, it certainly was. So um, I love the sport. I love following it. Um, I played a bit of cricket. I dabbled in a bit of cricket. Went okay with that. But obviously, um, you know, football was my number one priority. Uh, did you have any game day rituals or superstitions? Uh, not really, mate. No, not really. I just tried to be uh, laughing and joking and, you know, I just like to relax that way. Uh, no, nothing at all. Nothing like the old um, same pair of underpants each week or um, you know, <laughs> same, same socks or the same bag, anything like that. No, I just, probably what I used to do was I'd like to get there a bit early and watch all the lower grades and just get a feeling for the day and um, sit in the crowd and have a watch and that. And then um, that was probably the only thing if there was any ritual, get to the games early. Very cool. But what about... I had a few rituals after the games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we might not touch on those ones. Um, what about other players that you played with or against? Did you see any of them doing some crazy stuff? Um, uh, yeah, I remember a bloke I played footy with with Craig Diamond. He used to spew every time before a game. You get that nervous and spew. Um, other blokes used to be really focused and, um, you know, you couldn't talk to them. So I found that a bit weird and wacky, but... 
that's what happened in life. But um, but no, not really, mate. We were pretty quite relaxed and had fun, and we had a great environment, so it was good. All right. Before we get into the bulldog specific stuff, as a child, who was your favourite player? Brett Kenny. I got well, and Peter Sterling. I couldn't split them, you know. And then you you roll onto the zip zip band, Steve Eller, and that. But I always. Obviously, I always admired watching Terry Lamb play as well, you know, mm. with Andy, so there was always that rivalry between the two of them. Well, you couldn't be any else without having Stello or Kenny as a favourite player growing oh, up. Yeah, I picked a couple of hot ones there, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, very popular. Do you remember your debut match? Uh, yeah, I do, mate. I do. It was at uh, Shark Park or Ronson or Caltex or whatever they call it. These days. <laughs> it changed about 18 times, but... Uh, yeah, I do, mate. I actually played uh, third grade that day, or, or President's Cup, whatever they called it, um, in 89, I believe, or 1990, 1990, sorry. And um, it was against the Sharks out there, and it was uh, quite daunting, actually. Um, but, um, you know, we won. Terry Lamb cut them up that day. They cut them to pieces. But um, I think I played around 20, 25 minutes, but it was, uh, it was unbelievable. I'll never forget that day. When you found out that you were making your debut, who was the first person that you told? I didn't have time to get to tell anyone actually because uh, uh, I come off and we we showered, we finished our game and then um, mate, then it was uh, Chris Anderson back then said, "Oh mate, we want you to sit on the bench for first grade, um, so have a bit of a rest and sit on the bench." All reserve grade was out there playing then, so probably the only bloke I went to was the manager to say, "Where do I get my new jumper and you know the new shorts and the you know so get the kit ready for first grade." Fair enough. I suppose it was uh, slightly different times. No mobile phones, couldn't ring him up, let him yeah. like that. So it was uh, different times back then, yeah. Was there any, like, presentations, like we see in today's game, handing over a jersey or, a like, a, a speech by a senior player? Uh, no, not back then, mate. No, you just got thrown in and that was it. And well done. You get the handshake from the coach and you're in. And the greatest highlight, mate, was reading the big league and you see your name in there on a first-grade lineup. You know, that was the, that was the <laughs> thing in them days. But they did, they did sort of acknowledge it a bit, but... Um, yeah, all the number players and the and the and the players um, that are presenting now—it's a really good thing to do. Um, I think it's special, especially when they get the families involved as well. That's a fantastic um, initiative. But um, I think, um, yeah, you only got um, stuff done on your jersey when you're like 100 games, 150 games, 200 games. So, um, from playing as a junior, who got you into the Bulldogs? Who recruited you or signed you up? Uh, Gary Hughes, it was actually. Gary, I was playing at East Hills and um, I still remember it. I was playing at Bankstown Memorial, uh, the old field over there at Banky. And uh, and um, I think I played pretty good that day. And I was coming through the juniors and then um, Gaz seen on that Sunday and uh, got me in the office on the Monday. And um, yeah, mate, so he recruited me, which was great. So, and then um, the rest is history, as they say. Uh, we'll speak about uh, leaving the first time the Bulldogs. We went to Illawarra. Yeah, mate. How did that come across? Yeah, mate, it was just a disappointing. I look back on that now, disappointing. Like, I just went for money, you know. Um, we had a lot of back rows and front rowers back then. Um, the likes of Glenn Payne, Jason Smith, just to name a couple. Um, so, we're, we're pretty good with talent here. Um, there was an opportunity down there, but the money and, you know, like you look back and you think, well, sometimes the money's not all, you know, um, not always green on the green. The grass isn't green on the other side and the, and the money's not all about everything, which I learned. So, had a couple of years away and come back and... Um, come back home and, you know, that's where I played my best football. Oh, uh, some raw honesty there from Barry Ward listeners. Uh, was it always supposed to be a one-year deal? Uh, yeah, it was always a one-year deal. 
um, in you know, and, and looking to go two or three, but it just didn't work out. I just, I just, I just played me worst football away from home, you know. So I just, um, just didn't have that groove and rhythm, and I just didn't wasn't that wasn't happy. Don't get me wrong, it was good, enjoyable guys to be around and play with. They were fantastic, but um, probably my biggest regret was not being that one club man, you know. Did you take the move down to Wollongong or to get no. closer? Commute, mate. Commute. So Community down there? Okay. I got petrol money, so it was all right. So they came <laughs> <out>. <laughs> what was your first try down there? Do you remember that one? Uh, uh, I don't know which one. Uh, no, I don't remember it, actually. I don't know. You guys might be able to fill me in on that. I, I should remember because I didn't score many at all. Maybe this will help. Round 16 against Western Suburbs. Ah, uh, at uh, um, Campbelltown Stadium. That's it. Thanks. There we go. <laughs> was that was that like forty five, fifty meters out or something? Or? I think it was seventy or eighty, mate. Yeah, that's good. That's First good. and right through the middle of the pack. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Alrighty, then um, after Illawarra, uh, off to the Roosters. Yeah, mate. Yeah, that was the thing. Um, Joey Thomas actually, because um, I played with Joey down at Illawarra. Um, Joey got a meeting with Gus, and we met at um, we met at pub at Stratfield, and. Um, um, after Illawarra didn't work out, we met there and um, we got on to the Roosters and then, mate, um, I was over there and then I sort of got a blood disorder there halfway through the year and um, couldn't play for the rest of the year. So that sort of that sort of um, stopped me at the Roosters. Um, but then at that time, I had time to reflect and think, you know, it's not working out being away from the Bulldogs. So um, I um, obviously come back and uh, got back in the system over here and, um, yeah, and had another enjoyable five years. How exciting was it when the Bulldogs approached you to return home? Uh, very good, mate. It was unbelievable. It just was a breath of fresh air for me. Um, I just felt so excited and enthusiastic to get back. And, um, you know, it was just fantastic to put the colours back on and get in amongst the Belmore Oval and train with the guys. And it was just, yeah, it was it just, I just love being at the place. And, um, you know, it just, it just brought the best back out of me. All right. And um, I think that was what, three clubs in three years. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct, mate. Yeah. Um, this, was, of, but. this was also around the time of the Australian Super League War. Was that played an effect as well? Um, no, nah, mate. Well, I signed with the NRL, actually, when we went to the Roosters. So, um, so I got a, a small check there, which was quite nice. Um, but, yeah, not at all, mate. I, I, um, it was just about being, being able to get a spot somewhere in, in a club, you know, to play footy. So um, that sort of... that. That scenario didn't worry me whether it was Super League or um, you know ARL. Um, it was just it was just me more so going back to Canterbury, getting back to Canterbury, and being where I wanted to be. So when you returned to Canterbury, was there a different feeling around the around the club the second time you were there? Uh, no, mate. Still, still the same family club. Still the same great environment. Um, you know, it was. It's just a. It's hard to explain actually, but it's a. It's just an environment. It is hard to explain, but. Um, it's just it's just so good to be around in the buzz, you know. So um, it's great. It's like me being in work today, you know. It's a great feeling to be back here and um, every day and be part of it. It's fantastic. And as I said, when I left, I come back and I said I'm not leaving again. It's good to hear that that uh, buzz and feeling is still there. Yeah, it is, mate. It is very enthusiastic. Could we get your favourite year as a Bulldogs player? Then maybe a favourite year you've had. Maybe working in the office, if we, if you could narrow it down to one and one. Um, good question, tough question. Um, I think um, I think '98 was a fantastic year, but a, a, a bit of 
a bitter ending with a eight week suspension after um, a little mishap with Jason Taylor in the North Sydney semi. Um, that was a great year. Um, probably, um, but another one was 2001 as well. We, it didn't end the right way is when we got knocked out against um, Melbourne Storm. But um, I represented Sydney Country that year and had a really good year at Canterbury, which was great. So, them two years. Um, uh, with work-wise, um, it was great. We had some young staff here when we made the grand final in 2012. So, that was the first year where a lot of staff in here were involved in the grand final. So, it's a pretty full-on week and getting everything done and, um, you know, long days and, and preparing and getting it done. So, that was really good to to work with new staff that had an understand about our grand finals and what they mean and the week building up to it. Um, so that was probably a, a great year as well. Um, unfortunately, we got beat by the storm, but, um, you know, we were humming that year and it was it was really, really good. So that was the three highlights. Okay. In 1998, round one versus Canberra, you scored your first Bulldog try. Yeah. I'm filthy I didn't get first try score there too. <laughs> <laughs> I was 50 to one and I'm just looking at Belmore now and I still remember it was up the uh, railway line end. So yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I should have had a bet there, but I didn't, but you're not allowed to bet, are you? So, um, was, was that another 70 meter effort, mate? Uh, mate, I can, I can remember that one actually. It was about 25 meters out. So it was pretty good. So it was uh, great, you know, so, and again, you know, you just, you think back to that game and you had the likes of Ricky Stewart and, um, you know, Laurie Daly and, and Dave Ferner, who's here now, and um, you know that that a really talented side. Yeah, your first try against the arguably best Raiders team ever with those likes of them. Mate, we're going to run with the best Raiders team. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, think about, I think I've been about five sleeping stars to it. Right? <laughs> I think some Raiders fans might have something to say about that early '90s team. But anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, Barry Ward's caught it. Yep, I'm happy to go with Wood. He scored it. Yeah, that's right, mate. Well done. <laughs> uh, Scotty. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, so, at the end of 2001, you joined the St. Helens in the English Super League. Yep. Uh, was it? Did you always want to go over there and test yourself in the Super League? Yeah, I did, mate. I did. Um, I got a, a, a unique opportunity, as I said. I didn't want to leave Canterbury. Canterbury sort of had one year left here, but I just was looking for two years, uh, my contract. And I always wanted to go over there and uh, made it, it sort of come around overnight because uh, David Fairley was at St. Helens then and he decided to retire uh, suddenly um, and give it away. So Ian Millwood, who was a coach, had rang me and said sort of, because Darren Britt actually just signed um, for St. Helens. And then uh, Millwood rang me and said, would you like to come over and have two years with us? So made it, it was a fantastic opportunity. Uh, to go over there to a super side who were fantastic. You know, they had a lot of internationals over there. They had a lot of success. They were a powerful club. Um, I was advised that if you're going to go to England, go to a powerful club, which I did. Um, we just had the best two years. It was amazing. You know, it was, it was so good, so tight-knit. You know, the players were fantastic. Um, and, and, and uh, you know, looking back, I'm so glad I'd done it. Um, it was the, probably one of the best moves that I've ever done in my career. So what's the uh, biggest difference between, I suppose, Australian Rugby League and the uh, English Super League? Uh, mate, just the, level, just the level of the top five sides, you know. The top five sides are strong and the, and the bottom five or six sides are pretty, you know, uh, pretty weak. So there's not a, it's not a week in, week out like the NRL over here. So over there you can, you know, you can win 50 nil or, you know, 40 to four or, you know, you can play a couple of games with the lower sides and, and get through. So it's just the week in and week out intensity that, probably isn't the same as the NRL. 
was it easy to adapt in England? Like, was there any challenges when you first moved there? Nah, mate. The beer was good. The fish and chips were good. <laughs> the, pubs, the pubs were good. The training was easy. Aaron Burt was there. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, Brittany was there. I, I, I adapted very good to my environment, mate. Um, the only thing, it was really cold over there, but it's just the experience. Like it's, um, I don't think we've seen sun for about two months, but that was just the thing that we just had a bit of a laugh about, you know. So um, you're just going to a different country, but you know it was all enjoyable, mate. Every day over there was fantastic. Well, you won a, uh, a championship, I think they call it over there, with St Helens. What do you remember of, or, or can you describe Grand Final Week to us? Oh, mate, grand final week was amazing. Um, so we played at, you know, Old Trafford, Manchester United, which was amazing. I remember going there on the Wednesday for a photo shoot for um, with the trophy um, with the, um, the both the teams. We went to go and walk on the field and the, and the, and the, the ground staff wouldn't let us on the field. They wouldn't touch the field. Um, and the bloke said, you know, you just come here and play and practically piss off, you know. So, um, so we went in and we were sitting in the lockers where Skulls and Beckham and all that sat, you know, and uh, we were in there which was amazing just to walk around and see all the names. Um, the stadium was amazing. And then, mate, to walk down that red tunnel um, at Manchester United with 72, 73,000 screaming fans, you still get hairs on the back of your neck stand up now. Um, it's it's unexplainable. It's, it's, it's unbelievable because over there, both sides walk out side by side. So everyone cheers, you know. Um, it's... Mate, it's just one of the best things. You're probably the probably way to explain it. I've never known what a rock star feels like, but it sort of seemed like you're in that level where you know you just had everyone cheering for you, which was great. And to win it, um, how we won it was uh, unbelievable. Well, do you actually um, still follow St Helens in the Super Yeah, I do, mate. I still stay in touch with a few of the guys over there. Yeah. I, on WhatsApp and, and Facebook and the social side of it, but um, I follow St Helens and watch the games and how they go. Yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic actually. It's uh, I still stay in touch with like and just because I've been over there to see it, um, and I still cheer them on from home and uh, hopefully they win. You know they win and it's good that Booper went back there. You know and uh, and mm. now we've got Luke Thompson over from here now. So um, you know and I just said to him the other day, I said, mate, you weren't the best front row to come out of St Helens. Don't worry about that, mate. But, uh, <laughs> But, uh, I think he's a bit younger than me. <laughs> All righty. And um, you finished up your career and you came back to the Bulldogs. Did you always want to stay in rugby league? Yeah, mate, I did. I wanted to coach. Um, so I, um, as soon as I come back, I started coaching in Matthew Shield, which was the under 16s, SG ball under 18s, um, and, then, and then into the flag and so on. So, I, I, yeah, I just wanted to be back around the club and, and put back into them the, to the club that did me so much, which was fantastic. So did you get the opportunity to work with, well, a part on the board? Like, and how did that come up? Yeah, mate, um, in 2008, we sort of thought the club was sort of going in a bit of a different direction and um, me being involved in the in the coaching and around it, we thought that we needed a change and that. So we sort of ran a ticket and got on the board in 08 um, and and changed a lot of stuff. Um, we, we thought that we, we needed to change things and, and we got in there and done change things. I enjoyed the... Reeves on the board. Um, you can lose friends over it being on the board, just let you tell you the truth. So um, I didn't like that part of it because you had to make some hard decisions in the best interest of the club. Um, and then after three years there, uh, I was also on the league club board as well. So, um, and I stayed on that board. I continued to stay on that board for eight years. But after three years of the football club board, um, they approached me to come down and work in corporate, um, corporate hospitality and do some sponsorship. Um, that's where they see my strengths. So 
um, that that progressed, and uh, I stood down from the football club board, and then started working full time at the down here at the football office. You touched on coaching a little bit earlier. Uh, you coached New South Wales Cup side. How was that experience? Yeah, New South Wales Cup. That's tough. You know, it's a really tough grade to coach. Um, you just sort of got to be a, a dad to them and keep them in a great environment because obviously you've got young enthusiastic kids coming up that want to make it and play in it, and then you've got disgruntled first graders who are being dropped coming down. So it's a hard mix to get. Um, and, and have them happy and, and keep them happy. It's a, it's a tough grade to play, reserve grade. Like, um, you know, it's a difficult grade to play, you know. So, as you said, you've got enthusiastic kids mixed in with disgruntled people, and um, it's hard. But um, probably the most enjoyable thing I coached, mate, was the Jersey Flag. We had a hot Jersey Flag side. We probably should have won the comp that year, but we got we sort of got hoodwinked by Parramatta. But um, I still remember the day uh, Ben Barber come down and we are playing over at the crest at Bankstown. And um, he'd come down on the Thursday, we played on the on the Friday night, and I said, where do you play, mate? He said, ah, oh, play a bit of six, a bit of one. Anyway, so we are playing the Sharks, actually, and um, we were playing the Sharks, and it was 15 minutes ago, and I think we will leading 18-14 or something, and I said, right out, Benny, jump on, mate, you've got 15 minutes, just, just run the footy, you know, just have some fun out there. 18-14, 15 minutes ago, and I think we won 36-14, he scored all the points, so I said, I think I found, I think I found me 5-8 for the rest of the year. Uh, <laughs> So, but we had a great side that year, you know. We had Harlan Alatoa, and, um, you know, mm. you know, um, young Smitty and Barber, and um, you know, there was a, there was a, there was some good kids. Daniel Harrison, there were some really good kids in that side, and that was the most enjoyable year I like coaching. That's uh, really interesting to hear because Barber managed to do that right the way through, didn't he? Yeah, he the did. Yeah, he did, mate. And then he ended up being the you know the leading try scorer um, in the flag the next year, and um, you know he got he got in that. Um, that Fox Sports under 20 super side with Daniel Harrison and that uh, Nathan Smith as well. So, yeah, it was it was it was enjoyable coaching him, you know. But um, but you talk about you ask about reserve grade, well, I probably uh, you know I really enjoyed you know you, you, I enjoyed coaching every kid, you know I really enjoyed coaching them and having fun. But um, you know I, I obviously you obviously enjoyed coaching um, Dale Finucan and Josh Jackson. You know they were young kids coming through the system then and. Um, we we're taking our time with them because we're a pathways club, but they were good. And I remember, I remember one day I took them for a beer because they're both tight asses, so they don't buy drinks. <laughs> so I had to take them to East Hills Pub and have a beer with them. And um, I said to them, I said, boys, you keep your head down. You both play state of origin, you know. And um, and then we looked at me stupid, and I said, don't worry. I said, you got to get the NRL first, but when you get the NRL, you'll play state of origin. And um, I was only sitting down with my son the other day and said. Uh, um, I, I told him the story about it, you know, so when Dale made, you know, played Origin and ticked the box, so I got one thing right and lost. <laughs> Tipped them both. Tipped them both. Them. And Jackson's gone on to play for Australia as well. Yeah, I didn't, I missed that one. I, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to wrap them up too much and get a bit <laughs> too bad, you know, so I thought I'd just keep it at the state side. <laughs> <laughs> so you're currently in a corporate role at the club. How did that come along and uh, how's it going? Yeah, mate, as I said, um, you know, they approached me with, um, in 2011 from the board, so to come down and, and, and look in that role. But, yeah, it's good, mate. It's, 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 it's a tough role um, in regards to, you know, you've got to be winning to to be going good. And But when you're not winning and you're working day-to-day in here, it's good how you can um, have a look and assess how the business is going and how it's running, um, what are we doing right, what are we doing wrong. Um, and still giving us and our corporates and our sponsors a great experience, even when the side's not going that good. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I just think if the, if the side, you know, 
you can't take the good and the bad, mate. If the side's going bad, well, that's it's, it's sad, and we, you know, and that's the way it is. And if the side's going good, well, you reap the rewards. So you've got to hurt together, and you know, you've got to win together. So, but um, mate, I, I, I enjoy it. As I said, as you know, people say that if you, you find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life again. And that's what I feel here. You know, I love being here. I love being here every day. Um, your little fat mate Terry Lamb's not here this morning yet. Um, he's late, so <laughs> he's not in. But I work next to the bar, and we've got a good team here, mate, and um, got some great people, passionate people for the club, which is good. Bloody bar, Scotty. We could have had uh, Barry and Terry on the, on the podcast. <laughs> you wouldn't have fit us both on the screen. It would have been Miami. <laughs> Oh, fair enough. Well, I think you've answered the uh, next question there as well. So we'll just jump ahead to uh, what was the uh, what has been your best post career uh, role? Um, entertaining clients at late at night. Um, <laughs> that seems to be a popular one for me. <laughs> no, mate. Um, oh, mate. Obviously, just here. So, general manager of corporate partnerships, mate, which is great. So I've got a I've got a bit of responsibility there. Um, have overseen some programs, uh, which is great. So um, I, I like it and I like servicing the clients um, and giving them that bulldog experience. Um, you know, it's it's fantastic that we can we can give an insight and, and open some doors for some people to see who we are and, and what we're about and um, what type of club we are, you know. And, and the biggest thing that I get when we when we do some events on game day and, and people like that is support. And then we, we show them that, you know, we show them, money can't buy experiences and we show them, you know, meet the players and meet the coaches, staff, and they, and they just turn around and say, wow, I didn't think the club was as good as what it is and thank you. And that, that's that's the best thing for us, you know, the advocate, being an advocate for the club and, and knowing that, you know, everyone, you can change people's minds and perceptions and give them a great experience. Well, can I just ask, with COVID this year, did that make your job even more difficult, especially when the season locked down and the uncertainty around the world? Yeah, it did, mate, obviously, you know, so and it, it affected everyone, but it does. And um, we were sort of just in that, you know, that hold position for a long, long time. And, um, you know, it was a lot of work, to, a lot of work logistically to get it done and, and fit clients in, and especially, it's probably a bit harder when, when uh, the season started because you still had them four metre rule restrictions and fitting everyone in and, and putting deliverables in for them. So, um, it was tough um, to do, but, you know, a lot of people went through the same tough times, so you just have to just day by day. It just changed day by day. You just didn't know what was coming. So, um, you know, so but we stuck together as a team and we just communicated through the whole lot and we just took what was on board. And as I said, it just got thrown to us each day, different scenarios. So we just live with them and work through them. And, um, you know, there's no bubble here at the moment, which is fantastic. So that's some great stuff. We've got our golf day coming up on the 3rd of December, which will be the sort of the first official function that we've had since pre-COVID, you know, post-COVID. So it's, it's exciting times to come back now and get amongst the boys, the players, all the staff and all the all the corporates together to, you know, have a have a bit of a um, game of golf and a few few beers. Sounds good. All right, just a couple of quick fire questions to finish off with, yes. Barry. Yes. Um, best player you played with? Terry Lamb. Your favourite player you played with? Robert personality Ralph. was Robert Ralph. Uh, the best joker. Um, best joker. Well, well probably me or Ralphie. I don't know. I'd have to say Ralphie. Best, yeah, it was good. There we go. Um, do you enjoy watching rugby league today? Um, mate, I don't watch a lot of it. To tell you the truth, um, I when you work in it, 
when you work in it. You wouldn't yeah. believe you worked up. You walked in now. <laughs> Can you put your head in the shot? There we go. Hello, Terry. Just for the for the Terry, listeners, Terry Lamb has walked in on the podcast. Yeah, he's late, by the way. He's late. He's late. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, sorry, where would we go with that? He just he just ran me off. Uh, watching football today. I, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I watch a bit of it, but I, I you know I watch it with my young bloke, but um, I don't watch a lot of it because when you work in the game, you know, sort of um, you sort of just try to take a break from it. But um, yeah, I still enjoy it when I watch it, mate. Are you excited for the 2021 season for the Bulldogs? Yes, I am, mate. Yeah, it's, it's really good because, um, you know, we've been down the bottom for a while at the moment now. We've made some positive signings. Um, Trent's had a huge impact on the club. Um, you know, we hit the ground running. Um, everything's fresh and refreshed downstairs. Um, it's, it's, it's really good, you know. It's, it's great. I'm lucky that I work in this office area in the Billmore Oval just on my left. I can look outside and watch the boys train. But I've been down a couple of times and the vibe's really good. So I think... Um, yeah, I think they're going to be really good next year, and and leading into I, for for all the fans out there and members, I think I think and sponsors, I think twenty two will be a real big year for us. Sounds good. Was the Super League Grand Final win your all time favourite rugby league moment? Undoubtedly, it's uh, absolutely mate. I can't beat it. Yeah, can't beat it at all. Fantastic. Is there anything that you'd like to add onto this episode, Barry, that we have, may have missed? Um. No, mate, I quite enjoyed it. It's fantastic. You're doing a great job, guys. It's um, it's great. I love doing these um, things. I thought you might have been a bit desperate for getting me in, you know, but uh, I might talk the great Terry Lamb into um, hooking up with you next time. Absolutely. Get in that here. <laughs> yeah, but no, mate, it's fantastic. I, I think it's great. I think it's great that you support us and, and do things like this. It, um, it helps the club really well. And, um, mate, yeah, it's good. Yeah, well, we just do this for a bit of fun and uh, we never thought that former players or personalities would like to come and chat to us. So when somebody does, it's a great thrill for us. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And thank you, thank you for speaking to the fans on the podcast. No worries. Thank you very much. Have a great day, guys. Thanks, Barry. Bye.